Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. What you up to? Good afternoon to you too, sir. I'm doing good. Well, you know, I say that. I'm actually staring out the window (laughs) right now at what looks to be a massive storm. It has been just the absolute worst here in Houston these last couple of weeks. Just nothing but rain, 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 rain. And then finally... Finally, over the weekend, we got just a little bit of sunshine. It was nice. We had some friends over from church. She did some swimming, did some cookout. It was great. And now retribution is is hovering above us as hurricane season wants to remind us that it's not going anywhere. So yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's how pretty, we do it, man. It's pretty gross. And plus, I mean, I know Houston well enough to know like, okay, you get all this rain and yeah, you're happy the sun comes out, but but the problem is the sun comes out and, and it's, like right. you're, it, it, it's like you're standing on the surface of the sun, but with the with the humidity you know it's right. like yeah. right i mean you're you're basically you know bathing in your own stew <laughs> it's yeah pre- exactly it's pretty, it's pretty rough <laughs> but I, you know generally speaking i do love it I, houston houston weather is uh you know it's it's like living in the tropics it's like a combination of yeah. the tropics and the bayou yeah, so tropics, as someone that's right yeah yeah i love the tropics and i love the bayou and so you think the two <laughs> together i would just love and and, and i do and i do love yeah. it john no Dave. that's right for the most part it works out works out great that's right. We're surviving. Hey, man, how are you doing? Because I know that there is so much going on, not just, you know, at the shop, but in the hometown and your yeah, life. How, how you doing, man, it, it, it is truly crazy right now. Last week, I uh, actually pulled my back out. I don't, you know, this is just part of getting older, right? You know, you're. That's what they say. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's really a shame. You know, you just uh, wake up one day, uh, you know, you, you're thinking you're, oh, I'm still, you know, I'm not that far out of my 20s and, you know, uh, just do whatever I want, get away with, uh, you know, physical activity or staying up late or whatever. And, and it's just all wrong. (laughs) It's just, it's just all wrong. You know, even from a pipe smoking perspective, I've noticed myself recently getting, uh, more affected by nicotine, you know, more affected by caffeine and stuff. It's just weird. And, um, anyway, I I woke up, uh, last, last week on Monday morning and was in excruciating pain and apparently through sleep the night before, just, you know, done something to my back and was immobile. I mean, I couldn't I, I couldn't even drive because I couldn't turn my neck far enough in either direction to look over my shoulder. It was crazy. So um, mm. anyway, was was laid up in the bed for a few days. And after a few days of, uh, you know, eating muscle relaxers and <laughs> and uh, just looking straight forward, we finally are, are, you know, turning the corner here. So um, getting over that and all kinds of craziness on the home front, things are going well at the Squire. And we had a, a big, big June, man, that was a lot of fun. Just sending packages all over and came out with a new blend. Actually, our employee Liz first, who just retired, Liz was the kind of head of our uh, shipping uh, department and, and online uh, merchandising oh, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And she just retired. And one of her last things to do before she left was to create a new Oriental blend. And it's called Turkish Delight and is uh, is now on our website. So um, that's available if folks want to snatch it up. And and uh, so you can you can do that if it winds up being popular. We'll you know, we'll wind up keeping it around. But was uh, was proud to do that. So, yeah, man. OK, hang on. I got to I just got to ask because, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, there's, there's, you know, for those of us who kind of grew up in, uh, you know, especially like a reform yeah. tradition, uh, you, you couldn't get a sermon in C.S. With- Lewis, uh, references or something. <laughs> 
Yeah, and like our only exposure to Turkish delight at the time was, especially in Mississippi, was like, oh, it's some sort of candy right. that you know uh, Edmund eats when the white <laughs> witch gives it to him, and yada yada yada. And then you know, I actually I remember the first time I had Turkish delight was actually in uh, Greece really? and with some uh, Turkish yeah. coffee, and it was I loved it. I think it's fantastic, but it was one of those things where. I think like as kids, we think it's like some sort of like minty chocolate mm-hmm. or something of that nature. And then it's like, no, nope, it's goo. Yeah. And it's good goo <laughs> if you like goo. But <laughs> that's what yeah. it is. So I, but I do have to ask because of that connection with the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe and everything else. If it's popular, are you going to bring it back around Christmas but, time? Oh, it's a good idea. Yeah. Right? Well, right? So it, I, I could. Absolutely could. It, 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 <laughs> we're hoping it won't uh, disappear between now and Christmas time. But um, but anyway, we think it, it, it may be a permanent uh, you know, addition to our lineup. We'll see. So right uh, it does not taste like goo, I will say. <laughs> it, <laughs> well, and it, no, and I should mention tr- the, the goo is like rose water well, mint. There's yeah, all kinds the, the, of various Turkish delights. The, the emphasis is the, the, um, the emphasis is really just the name. It's not a uh, candy, right, uh, right. tobacco or anything. It has a lot of oriental <laughs> leaf in it. And so we, uh, particularly Izmir. And so we're, we're focusing on the, uh, just kind of mm. Turkish, uh, part of Absolutely. that. But, um, but anyway, we, we, uh, our, our, our Turkish, to light number two, the goo flavored one. We'll come out with that later down the road. So anyway, <laughs> man, wanted to man. Uh, wanted to mention a couple things too. Uh, we you know recently we had a great conversation with the folks at the Pipery and our friend yeah. uh, Dave Shane and had him on talking about some of their stuff and and it was it was neat because you know we had these uh, you know products that he's uh, kind of come up with that you know have been a hit in the pipe world and and all that stuff and so uh, of course we you know are talking about around around the shop and um and and think they're cool and and um and someone barges in the shop the other day and and it's the hurricane (laughs) (laughs) and and as you know now the hurricane uh of course has this uh job where he's on the road more often and is is selling uh selling products and so he's listening to country squire radio and and he's enjoying it but he also uses it as an opportunity to uh to basically make fun of us nerdy pipe smokers in his words and so um he's like where are these lame little uh uh, you know, jarred things. And so, <laughs> so I, I, I pulled it out and he's like, well, I'm gonna buy one, give it to me. And so he, he, I, I gave him one of the, you know, little pocket jars, which, you know, or, uh, if you didn't listen to the episode, we hope you do, but, uh, it was, you know, handy little thing to put pipe tobacco in and he immediately opens it and, and, yeah. and, and, and then proceeds to empty the entire contents of his dip can into the pocket jar. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, and I don't think, I don't think Dave knew this or, or I, I certainly don't think they designed it with this purpose, but it's perfect. Like it it, it is, it is the perfect size for an entire can of, of like Timberwolf, cheap, nasty, like fiberglass Uh dip. (laughs) Uh-huh. <laughs> and the hurricane was like, see, I told you, this is awesome. <laughs> right. And right. so we just want people to know that like, like he, he, he you, you can do that. If, if you happen to be a right. dipper, if that is your tobacco consumption form of choice, um, an entire can of, uh, you know, your, your favorite dip should fit into one of the Piper's, uh, pocket jars. Wow. And, uh, I, I don't. 
I don't know if that's like innovation or blasphemy, <laughs> but, but um, it, it's it's definitely it's the use, hurricane. That, that's the hurricane at work right it's, there. It's very useful. Yeah. Um, we uh, <laughs> man had some visitors this week at the at the shop too. It was really neat. Folks came from uh, all the way from South Carolina and Virginia. We had a gentleman from um, uh, Northwest Arkansas. It was just really really cool um, to see the folks come through. And of course, every time. They get to hang out. They uh, enjoy their enjoy themselves, and we're so honored by their presence. But you know, occasionally they also get to meet the hurricane, and we're we're just thankful they still like us afterwards. So, yeah, no, that's always a plus <laughs> that they still like us. Afterwards. I'm just kidding, man. That no, I think it, uh, yeah, I, I keep on wanting to call him by his actual name, but I think the fact the hurricane has now discovered the show and uh, and terrifyingly probably the backlogs of the show. No, see, well. that's the thing. There's so much material. He's like, you know, because he, he barges in the shop and he's like, you know, he uses all these interesting colorful languages to to describe us and, and our uh, and our and our uh, pipe enthusiasm and all this kind of stuff. And so we, you know, we're, we're supportive. It's 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 a, it's good t- content for, uh, you know, some of our some of our fodder. So. <laughs> It's certainly content for our father. That's true. That is absolutely true. Man, that's great. <laughs> so if you are a that's dipper, you, now you know something you didn't know before uh, Before you tried this. <laughs> Man, what else is going on in the, in the old Man, hometown? Not a whole lot. I, I will ask the community's support for something. Um, a very close yeah. friend of mine, his wife, um, where her initials are uh, E.C. We'll call her E.C. And she had a very uh, rare... Uh, form of heart attack over the weekend. 36 years old, just had their third child. And this this very rare form of, I don't think it's technically called a heart attack. It's this uh, uh, sudden uh, kind of rupture in one of your arteries that leads into your, your heart. But uh, happens uh, generally to, very rare, but happens generally to young women who uh, are, are just after, you know, having given birth. So this happened to her, and uh, she's in critical condition in San Antonio, and they're just wonderful people. Of course, really, really scared. Anytime you, you're scared enough if you have a, have a you know, a third child and, and everyone's healthy, but uh, now mom is uh, in critical condition there. And um, and so uh, if you are, you know, someone that uh, occasionally would like to, uh, you know, support others by maybe, uh, you know, lifting up uh, your thoughts and prayers uh, for this family, we'd love uh, if you would pray for a dear lady named E.C. and just ask that, that the doctors would be given wisdom and that all her heart and internal bleeding would uh, be taken care of and uh, and that she would recover soon. So um, anyway, yeah. yeah, just, you know, wanted to mention that we uh, have stuff going on in our lives, just like everyone else that occasionally is very dramatic and very uh, upsetting. And, and uh, just, you know, uh, if there's if, if Country Squire Radio is anything, it's authentic. So we, <laughs> no, this is absolutely it, it is heavy true, on man. our hearts uh, today and, and uh, just, you know, so. want uh, want EC to be OK and. Um, so anyway, if you if you are a person that uh, occasionally uh, gets on your knees in prayer, uh, we we would ask that you might uh, might join us in praying for her. So thanks. Absolutely, yeah. man. Woo. Yeah, heavy situation. <laughs> Absolutely heavy situation. But um, we've got uh, we've got some some good things to talk about though today, and we've got uh, some some good friends that we need to say thank you to, and that is of course the friends over at patreon.com slash country square radio who are supporting the show and making it happen, man. We have got three count them one, two, three new club members joining this week. That's right, man. At the squire level, we've got Chad showman show show man <laughs> so wait hang on i, I thought that no, i got I it right was, is it actually okay so chow man is what i was supposed right. to say but sh- sh- see i was going with the the greatest showman know, actually like, but yeah it, but chad we're very grateful for you <laughs> 
could have also gone with like a Digimon thing, but but you wouldn't have gotten Not that a, one. And that might have been yeah, too too. Yeah, too I don't know cut. what a, I don't know what uh, Digimon is. So yeah. <laughs> so, yeah anyway, all right. So there's that one. Uh, next up, we've got Patrick C. Hey. <laughs> hey hey no i was going with the long e so it's it's uh, s-e-a-y that's right man patrick came all the way from doggone virginia to come visit us this weekend and um or, or actually Whoa, actually this that? past week and uh man came down with um with a couple other buddies and um it was just it was so it, it was such a sweet time man we we were able to um sit down for just a little bit i was really busy when they got to the shop and i felt bad because these guys mm. had come from so far away but uh, just with all my back issues and stuff, the week had not gone uh, how I had planned it, and um, and was a little behind on on several things. But um, but anyway, uh, we got to got to meet Patrick and his friends, and um, man, just just a, a really fun uh, group of guys, and um, man, very thoughtful uh, people that uh, you know just have real tender hearts and wanted to make a road trip together, and uh, and came to uh, Sleepy Jackson, Mississippi, to to visit with us, and so it was really really neat. Anyway, Patrick, thanks for uh, thanks for supporting us. At the squire level man we really appreciate it absolutely man and then uh also we've got our uh, new pilgrim as well writer the son of gustav yeah writer Gust- gustafson yeah man gustafson uh writer man um you have an awesome name and we are grateful for you <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's right gustav the son son of gustav gustafson uh, we thank you so much for uh, for supporting the show and joining the club at the at the uh, at the pilgrim level yeah, man yeah all right so we've got a great show this week we've actually got a great couple of shows coming at you yeah. over the next uh two two three weeks we, we're gonna see how this goes yeah, we're, we're gonna see how it goes yeah that's right <laughs> and so you know long-time listeners know man we we do we do series but the way that we do series is we kind of we kind of smatter them around a little bit right like we've we've got long-running series yeah. dating back to like the first few weeks of the show uh so years and years back and that sort of thing and and you know like for example squire select every eight episodes or so you get a squire select episode it's an ongoing series that we love to do it might not be exactly every eight episodes but in general that's kind of the way it, it falls out uh you know uh, heroes of the bowl it's a relatively periodic series that you, that you get you know maybe for a year uh could be a little bit more maybe a little bit less so they're all over the place in terms of the way that we do series but recently, folks might have started to pick up that we've we've started to do little mini series back to back. Yeah, this is where we take a topic and we kind of uh, begin covering it one week. We uh, then kind of pick it up the next week, and if it requires a third week, then we we do a third show along with it. And so, this is a topic that was actually is recommended to me by a friend of mine, uh, and I and it's a really really great. It was it was kind of one of those things that I kind of wrote down as a potential pipe question of the week. But the more that I thought about it, I was like, you know, this this really is yeah. a full show. Oh, yeah. And then it, as you started working on it, you realized, no, this is a series. It is, man. So <laughs> it's a lot to unpack. That's right, man. So we are starting a, a mini series this week on how to train your palate. Now, mm. John David is world renowned at this stage <laughs> in the game as having one of the most trained, uh, professional, ridiculous uh, palates on on the history of the planet. If you know, you know, there's like those crime dramas and stuff where they, you know, there's like they find a a situation. And they're like, oh, this guy was killed by this 
random material that can only be found in, in this one place on the other side of the world, and we need a geologist that happens to know the thing. And then they call in that crazy specialist who's doing some sort of crazy research and some sort of crazy right. uh, you know, science lab type situation. That's you. That's a- <laughs> they, 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 would, they would be like, oh, he, he died and he was poisoned with this uh, pipe tobacco. I, I'm that, the one that shows up wearing like my, such and such. I'm the one that shows up wearing my Hawaiian shirt and like, you know, horn rim glasses and, uh, you know, with a, I don't know, tinfoil hat or something. <laughs> Is that kind That's of the right. Idea? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you've been waiting for yeah. this call your entire life because there's no real reason why anybody no. else would actually need this skill right. other than this one <laughs> random situation happening. And that's you, man. Oh, <laughs> that is absolutely dude, you. Man. No, I, I, well, hey, I appreciate the vote of confidence, you know. Um, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's really thoughtful. If I'm, I, I'd be lucky to be trained enough to enter into the American Kennel Society. But anyway, that, that, um, <laughs> that my, that's, that's an ongoing process. So, man, we're talking about expanding our palate and, uh, right. man, learning how to um, how to how to grow our uh, tasting, uh, you know, uh, preferences and appreciation of the tobacco that we're smoking. And uh, man, there's just a lot here. There, there's a lot here uh, as pipe smokers to appreciate and to enjoy. And 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 there's uh, you know discussion of flavor and and uh, and taste and smell and um, the the senses, uh, you know, your physiology coming into play. And there's just uh, just a lot that affects uh, you know the the idea of expanding your palate, understanding more about uh, what you're smoking, why you like what you like, and and what flavors and 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 tastes there are that you might identify. And so, um, you know, it's it's fun. There's a, there's just a lot here that I think we can talk about. And my my priest when he preaches. Uh, it's actually a former priest of mine, but anyway, when he when he would preach sometimes and he would run out of time, he'd always say, "Well, we'll we'll, we'll see how long this goes, depending on by how fast y'all listen." You know, <laughs> when he's talking about his sermon, you know, and so it's like, well, you know, okay, if you listen fast, we might be able to get this in 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 two weeks, but but my guess is we're going to be uh, three or four weeks here, uh, which will be um, which will be a lot of fun. So it's good content. It's something that. Um, I think the, um, you know, the average pipe smoker will enjoy uh, kind of discussing and, and it'll give you some opportunities to, you know, maybe think about these things, but also respond to us and, and give us some of your feedback and some of your, um, you know, wisdom as well and, and share with the broader pipe community and our, our thousands of listeners. So, um, man, grateful, grateful for that. But um, yeah, man, uh, so expanding our palate, you know, what, what, uh, what are we doing here? We all know when we smoke uh, tobacco, if we like it or not, right? I mean, that's kind of where the where the whole you know conversation starts, right? I mean, Bo, mm. when you when you find that you like a tobacco, you smoke something, and and you're like, oh, that's good. Like, what what what's the thing that comes to your mind? Is that it? Just that it's good. So I, I feel like it's a great question. I need to kind of bring it back a little bit to my photography class I did uh, for like a hot minute back when I was in Memphis, and I thought, you know what, graphic design. Let me go back to school for that. Did you wear a beret by chance? I well no, but you know I wear those. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what I wear now is not too fuller caps, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but no, so I did a, I did a photography class, and my my instructor always hated the way that I would talk about people's you know photography because they put it up on the wall, yeah. and she would you know she would say, all right, Bo, what do you like about this? I was like. It's awesome. It's like, okay, well, what about it is awesome? <laughs> uh, you know, the, the lighting. Well, what, what, what is happening in this photo? 
It's really awesome. It's on paper. <laughs> it's being projected. I like it. I don't have the words to communicate how much I like this and what specifically the feels that it's giving me because I hadn't been educated yet. Now yeah. at this stage in the game, you know, my palette's been a little bit more extent, you know, expanded. So I am able to actually kind of notice, notice some things yeah, like, sure. oh, okay, you know what this, this is giving me a little bit of a parade kick that I, I didn't know that that's what I liked before, but mm. that's kind of what I like now. You know, that those kind of, uh, those kind of that's things. That's great. But, I hate to admit it. I mean, it. I, I am a. You know, people give me a hard time, but I'm still very much an aromatic smoker. So, like, when it comes down to Don't it, apologize. Like some of those, <laughs> those those flavor casings, I am. You know, when it's not over the top, yeah. I really. Uh, I, I do kind of flock to. Uh, you know, to, to kind of some of the to some of the pipe tobaccos based on the casings and less so based on the tobacco. Yeah, itself. no, and that's and that's very common. And of course, uh, some of the uh, you know best selling and most consumed tobaccos in the world or would be you know right up that alley. But um, you know, I think you nailed it. It's like, oh, it's just it's just a good painting. And the teacher's like, well, why do you think it's a good painting? It's like, you know, because I. Cause I like it. <laughs> Cause I like it. I just, I just liked it. Like, what was that? That Matthew McConaughey. Uh, you know, I just when people kept on talking about this uh, Chrysler or whatever car, and, uh, Lincoln or whatever, I, I, whatever he's peddling. Yeah, <laughs> driving this Lincoln. You're like, why, why are you drive it? I just like it. Like it. <laughs> I don't need a reason. I'm a movie star. Oh my like gosh. Uh, coming up on the soon uh, near in the future Country Squire radio episode, a lawsuit from Matthew McConaughey. Uh, anyway, <laughs> no, we smoke tobacco and we think, uh, oh, that's great, or no, that tastes like you know sin or death warmed over or whatever. And we, uh, you know, we know we like it or we don't. And for some for some folks, uh, you know, that's a great place. Uh, to stay, you know, so some folks uh, that have been smoking a pipe their whole life, that's that kind of where they live in, you know, that they, uh, they, they consume a tobacco and, uh, man, they just know that it pushes their buttons and they enjoy it. And, um, you know, they kind of go about their, go about their day and they don't really overthink it or, or dive too much into it, uh, you know, which is, which is perfectly fine. It, it, it's kind of like my experience with Miller High Life. <laughs> like, you know, oh. it's really, really crummy beer, yeah. right? Like, like <laughs> I can't tell you much about Miller High Life, but I know I enjoy drinking it because I'm a piece of white trash from Mississippi. <laughs> I mean, but, look, I, I'm just going to say, I've said it before, I'm sure, on the show, but the only time in my life I drank Miller High Life was the, the very short amount of time in my life that I was homeless. No, no, look, look <laughs> you cannot tell me there's a better beer out there for right after you've cut the grass, right? <laughs> like, just, I, just don't, don't answer I, that. You don't have to answer that. <laughs> But I won't. Man, there's just something about that, right? We we enjoy something, and and either we kind of stay at that surface level. It's like, man, this just hits the spot, you know. Um, but yeah. but for some folks, uh, though, you know, they want to uh, maybe go a little deeper into the tasting notes of of something that they're enjoying. You know, if they find out that they're consuming a lot of a certain tobacco, it kind of begs the question: Why why am I enjoying this? I'm enjoying it, but why is that uh, why is that the case? And and frankly, in a lot of instances. This happens on accident. Uh, you know, folks are uh, they, they smoke a blend that, and then they start to process. Uh, you know, uh, whether they know it or not, actually, what's happening and in their mind, they're like, "Oh, I'm enjoying this," or "Oh, there's this little flavor that was kind of wispy and then and then faded away," or "Oh, the way this hits this side of my mm. tongue," and "Oh, you know, when I when I'm smoking this, it reminds me of this," and I, I need mm. to go revisit that. You know, and it, it, this kind of things happen, and so it can even be an an accident, it's something that uh, that you just kind of stumble upon. But folks living in the in the moment, 
uh, you know, being mindful of, uh, of what's actually happening, you know, while you're smoking your pipe and that you, you're enjoying it, but you're, you're starting to understand maybe why, uh, that's the case. Uh, for many, this is kind of the genesis of developing a palate that, you know, whether you know it is or not, you know, the, the, the mm. idea of enjoying a tobacco and then starting to, starting to answer the question, why do I like this? You know, why, why do I like this? It's answering the question to your teacher. Well, I like the painting because of the, the color vibrancy, the art, uh, or the, uh, the lighting, uh, how the, um, you know, how the, uh, you know, figures are working together to create, uh, you know, some overarching theme or whatever it is. And you just start to kind of unpack that. And so it's, uh, it's neat. That's where a lot of this discussion starts. If you define the word palette, it literally means the roof of your, uh, of your mouth. But in general, what we're talking about is your sense of taste. And we're going to talk about a lot of different terms here today and over the next couple of weeks. And so I want to just kind of be clear when we're mentioning different terms. We want to use be careful about our word usage. We throw around words like flavor and like taste indiscriminately, right? I mean, those things are, hmm. we, we use those words interchangeably, but, but we can mean different things by this. Um, Tobacconist University, which uh, is our trade organization, puts together uh, a credential that you can get to, to become a, a certified retail tobacconist and all this. And, uh, and so, you know, folks have to read uh, textbooks and sit for an exam and all that kind of stuff. But they define flavor as a combination of taste and aroma, which I, I think is interesting. The, the, huh. They yeah. flavor for for the tobacconist. Uh, we know as tobacconists that you experience you, your experience of flavor is in some way intrinsically linked to your sense of taste and smell, right? So, hmm. so there's, right. th- there's these different aspects of flavor. So people ask, well, what, what flavor is this tobacco? Well, you know, you, you're, you're tasting this, but you're smelling this and it's also having this effect on your tongue. And, uh, it's also, you know, uh, showing your body this type of strength and all those things play together to create what we call flavor. <laughs> and so it's, uh, there, there's a lot to unpack. It's really, really interesting. Uh, smell is one thing, right? But, um, you know, we can talk about a room note about how that, you know, affects the, uh, the flavor of a tobacco, what you're smelling, uh, combined with what you're tasting. But, um, you know, and, and so when we talk about smell, we talk about, well, you know, what does my wife like it or does it make the room smell good? Mm. Is this, you know, is this, uh, um, you know, something that, um, you know, we other people around me are going to enjoy the uh, the impression of uh, as it fills the room, but taste is different. We're, we're actually talking about the human ability to sense or to perceive or distinguish between broad categories, right? When we when we're thinking about taste, we're talking about the ability to identify things like sweet and salty. Uh, sour, bitter. Uh, there's this weird umami thing going on out there that we'll talk about uh, probably next week. Um, and, and you know all mm. these all these sub descriptions of your sensory experience experiences revolving around what you're tasting, what what uh, what's happening in your mouth. So um, so this this you know presents somewhat of a dilemma as we explore your palate because you know on the one hand we know that taste and aroma are somehow intrinsically connected. 
Um, but on the other hand, um, you know, with thousands of ways to describe single tobaccos uh, flavor out there, that is, you know, the taste and the aroma, uh, we, we need some more concise terms to kind of help us along the way to understand what we're, you know, actually experiencing, right? <laughs> um, you know, otherwise we can uh, get, get kind of confused. And so, um, you know, flavor really is the sum of both, uh, you know, uh, the the taste and the aroma. Uh, the tobacconist, when he's blending, has to consider both in the blending process, and so uh, so the smoker will have a good experience from the combination of these things. I, I you know the the tobacco that comes to my mind in this is is uh, Samuel Gatewood's Black XX, the black rope that uh, comes in a little right, tin. Yeah. And you know if you like a full bodied uh, tobacco, it is it it has a great taste. But it smells like a burning dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I would rather smell burnt hair than smell the room note of this tobacco, right? And that so that's affecting the flavor. It's affecting the experience of it. And uh, and so I, I just want to acknowledge that as a as a part of this. Um, also, uh, Bo, by kind of as an aside, uh, do you ever wonder why a smell can take you back to a specific place in time? You know that you, you smell something and you're just kind of transported right back to, um, you know, your grandmother's kitchen or, uh, you know, some a childhood classroom or some event that happened, whether it was positive. Yeah. Or negative. I don't know if you're like that. Smells for me are very. Oh no, absolutely. If I'm not mistaken, I think that's that's scientifically proven that like smells are are probably the like the largest sense connected exactly. to memory. In fact, I was just sharing the other day, like for me, whenever I smell a baked, baked chicken mixed with wet dog, <laughs> it always brings me to like, it brings me to my grandma's house and to get into Christmas. And I just have like the best feeling with the combination of those Nothing two like smells. Baked chicken and wet dog. <laughs> I know, I know. Is that not the most like Mississippi, Louisiana? Like, like but I mean, seriously though, we're like free, it's it's we're, a, we're like trash. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, not at all. No, I know those mean. are those are the smells of yeah, heaven, my friend. No, I think I think you're right, man. There's that sense in which it, you know, those sweet memories. You, you know, what you're thinking of is not necessarily baked chicken and wet dog. It's it's being in that place and that time and exactly. in that environment yeah. around those people and at that time of year and all these things. It's interesting to me. I, I was at church the other day and I smelled this perfume on one of the ladies that was kind of sitting down the pew from me. And, and it took me immediately back to a classroom I had where our teacher uh, wore, I guess, either the same perfume or something very similar to it. And I was in third grade and that teacher had a profound impact on my education and development. And I just, I went right hmm. back there. It was the craziest thing. But wow, um, yeah. the sensory input you get from your nasal cavity, it actually feeds directly into your limbic system, which is the part of our brain responsible for uh, for memories and emotions. So there's a scientific reason behind that, right? I mean, it's mm, just incredible. Mm. We heard from Greg Peace recently as he was discussing his Abingdon tobacco. You know, he said that the smell of it kind of reminded him of those uh, pleasant garage smells about the oily cars and right. the engines and all that stuff. Yeah. And it brought him back to that. And, and that's what we're talking about here. So you can't you know, that's so powerful. It's so important. We can't, you know, completely divorce that from the experience of our palate. And so I want to I want to acknowledge mm. that uh, as having a, a role in this. H having said all of this, we don't want to overdo it. We want to make it as simple uh, as possible. And so in our discussions as a part of this series, we're going to be generally referring to flavor as 
as taste, you know, what we mean by the word taste. Uh, this will help us kind of narrow it down some. But I, I want folks to keep in mind, though, that aroma affects the flavor and, and you know, may play a large role in your taste and in your appreciation of tobacco uh, experience. So does that kind of make sense, Bo? Yeah, no, I think you, I think you've laid it out nicely. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> there are other factors to consider too, and and you know what we're doing today is kind of just laying the groundwork essentially for uh, the next couple of weeks as we kind of as we kind of unpack the palate and and uh, you know different aspects of of tasting and and flavor. Um, there are other factors to consider too. How does the tobacco make your mouth feel? Uh, in this instance, we can borrow some from our you know experience on Squire Selects, for instance, like mm. when we talk about, uh, or, or even, you know, the wine snobs that are out there, right? That, you know, you read the back of these wine bottles and you're like, what, what, where do they get that from? You know, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> leaves your mouth dry, like the needle of a porcupine or whatever, you know, it's just crazy stuff. Right. And it's like, there's a, there's a sense in which, you know, the importance of how a tobacco uh, leaves your mouth feeling uh, has its own connection to your palate as well. So we can take uh, some cues from uh, our whiskey experience with Squire Select or, uh, you know, the wine drinking or wine tasting notes that we see. Uh, does your tobacco leave your mouth dry or well coated? Is it tannic? Is it, uh, is it uh, you know, have a, a smoother, more watery consistency? Uh, is, it, uh, is it harsh or is it smooth? Does it burn hot or cool? Uh, is it acidic or is it more alkaline or basic think like ammonia you know it's mm. uh, uh so all these things are affecting your your perception of uh, of palate and and how your palate is is receiving these these tobaccos how your mouth feels affects your taste and it affects the flavor and so the flavor is the uh the the smell the perception the the you know uh even your memory and and etc cetera, etc cetera. so um it's uh it's pretty fascinating finally uh perhaps we come to uh, the strength of the tobacco as as a part of the whole flavor overarching package, right? Like what is, you know, how is this palate being affected by uh, everything? We can't, you know, uh, just we, we have to at least mention the strength of the tobacco, too. This is different from mouthfeel. Hmm. I'm going to try to phrase this in a way that would be helpful. We might refer to like mouthfeel as those things about like, oh, it leaves my mouth dry or it leaves my mouth feeling cooler or something of that nature. But but when we're talking about the tobacco strength, we're talking more not about mouthfeel, but more about kind of I call it body feel, like how you, how your body is is reacting to the tobacco. That's the that's where the strength of the tobacco comes in. And so we're not talking, you know, about a strong flavor necessarily. We're talking about the effects basically of the tobacco on your physiology. Um, uh, mm -hmm. You know, a lot of this is tied very much to the nicotine content of tobacco. I will say, we, as we always mention, you know, the overwhelming number of pipe and cigar smokers do not exhibit nicotine addiction because, you know, they don't inhale. We're, we're not inhaling the pipe or cigar smoke. And by the way, you know, folks need to know that absorptive capacity of your lungs hundreds of times more than the tissue in your mouth. And so, you know, if you're inhaling, you know, smoke that contains nicotine, like it is passed to the bloodstream like 
so I mean the the exponentially more than it does hmm. just by interacting with your mouth. So that's why most you know cigar and pipe smokers don't experience this kind of nicotine addiction, these cravings, uh, you know that that come from it because they're uh, they're you know typically refraining from inhaling. Uh, of course, we know that pipe smoking is about the the you know taste and the and the aroma. Nicotine is just passed so much more dramatically into the bloodstream if you inhale the uh, the smoke, but Having said that, nicotine is part of the pipe smoking experience, and and people have varying tolerances to to nicotine, and so that's going to play into the part of how you're taking it. When we say strength, we typically are referring to you know the amount of nicotine, which uh, at first can be kind of invigorating, but then generally leads to a a relaxing, calming effect, uh, you know, through all this. So kind of winding it down here because we've got a lot of content to cover, and you guys are not listening fast enough. Um, we, <laughs> we, there's a lot to to think about. That kind of sets the groundwork for our discussion, kind of developing our palate. It, it, it's more, Bo, than just, man, that tastes like chocolate cherry, right? <laughs> right <laughs> like right. we want we want to go there. Like we're going to go there. We're going to explore that. And that's good. Uh, it certainly can stop there for people. And, and for most people, it probably does. You know, like, oh, that's a chocolate cherry tobacco. That tastes great. That's why I like that tobacco. And so we're we're gonna we're gonna discuss that. Our our goal here is to help you understand a little more about what's happening while you're smoking. What's happening with each bowl of tobacco that you consume, how it's affecting your your palate and your experience, and how deep you take all this is up to you, right? Hmm. So um, next week we'll dive into tasting notes, which we'll 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 discuss uh, different tasting notes of these different tobaccos, and you know what you are experiencing when you taste a cherry tobacco and why that tastes good and that type of thing. We'll explore what common you know what folks commonly refer to as flavors, uh, and then the following week we'll wrap up the tasting note discussion and then talk about other factors that affect your palate, such as the smell, uh, your body pH, your mouthfeel, and and even your emotions, which will be kind of fun. So uh, anyway, stay tuned. I think it'll be uh, I think it'll be a fun few weeks. I feel like, you know, if, if there was like, I mean, I guess there is a tobacco university, but it, it kind of feels as though we're going like on, on campus back to the old college days and everything. And we just got that, <laughs> you know, despite our 101 series, this actually feels a lot more like a legit 101. <laughs> <laughs> there are no credits after this. You don't get any credit. All, all oh you, all man, you, what? All, you, there's no credit. All you all you get is uh, having wasted a uh, an hour of your life with uh, a couple of couple of goofy uh, goofy pipe smokers. So I mean, you also get the benefit of of knowledge. Uh, well, you learn a little something. Yeah, just maybe. power and and all that kind of good stuff. And the more you know. <laughs> Uh, and, and wait, what was the, what was the G.I. Joe thing? things from like He-Man or something? Yeah, like but I thought, G.I. <laughs> Joe, something like that. I can't remember. Anyway, point is, oh, man. <laughs> I think it's great. And you know, the great thing is, I think one of the best tools that one can have at their disposal when they are working through the series to expand their palate is a quality corn cob pipe from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. Man, that is right. And of course, they are always pulling out something new and fun and interesting. And they have just come out with a brand new shape. Uh, and this is cool. It, it's a volcano shape. It's just called the Volcano from Missouri hey. Meerschaum. Uh, it features a natural red volcano bowl with a hardwood plug accented with a filtered Danish amber bit stem. And uh, it is just very attractive. It comes in a straight and a bent variety. And it's just a very nice 
slight taper to it that gives it that uh, very handsome volcano shape. Some folks might even call it a brandy. Uh, it's just very attractive, and, and I think you'll enjoy it. It looks like a pipe that's going to fit very well in your hands. So uh, $10.99, uh, and it's available right now in stock at corncobpipe.com. So uh, go check it out, and if you order from them, they'll ship it straight to your front door. That's crazy. That, 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 you said that's a new one, right? It's a brand new shape. Yeah, man. I mean, like, see, that's the vol- Think about pu- pulling a volcano out of a corn cob. <laughs> 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 that's just I, like they're constantly innovating over they're there. They're the so best, man. I love it. They really are. And hey, if uh, you happen to be enjoying a volcano when you get it, be sure to uh, when you do smoke it, uh, take a picture of yourself doing so. Retweet it out. It's a great way to let the good folks at Missouri Mission know we appreciate them for sponsoring this show. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Pipe question of the week. All right, man. Pipe question of the week this week is coming in all the way from New Zealand. Wow. That's great. That's right, man. This is from uh, Reverend Josh who says, hello from New Zealand. Reverend Josh here. An Anglican like you, JD, via media for life, brother. <laughs> via media? Uh, via media. Via me. That's the, that's the, uh, let's see. Well, we'll, we'll talk about it some other time, but okay, it's, uh, uh, it's a, it's a reference to the uh, position of Anglicanism kind of between the Roman church and the uh, continental Protestant church. And uh, that's where us as Anglicans kind of, kind of like to live. So yeah, anyway. kind of, been, ah, that's interesting. Is We're, the question, uh, ca- what, what do they call us? Catholic light? Is that it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. All right. This is a question for JD uh, to answer. I'm not a cigar smoker, but was listening to a podcast recently about cigars and pipes uh, where they said quite matter of factly that the flavor from a cigar comes from the end being lit and then 
that smoldering fire causes heat to pass through the rest of the cigar and release the flavor of the unburnt leaf. And I was like, what? <laughs> that's my interpretation of what he's written here. I think Is that's it, exactly what he said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure I may be miscommunicating some of what they were saying, but in my mind, it was the smoke of the tip a cigar smoker was enjoying, not the rest of the yet unburnt leaf emitting flavor. My question is this. What is a pipe smoker then tasting when we're puffing? Is it just any given bit of the leaf that's on fire like a Pentecostal preacher? Or, <laughs> or like a cigar, are we also tasting the flavor of the unburnt leaf as the heat warms up and gets things steaming? Often people talk of cigars and pipes having many similarities, but this seems like a pretty big difference if you ask me. Anyway... I'm keen to know what is going on when we're tasting and when we're puffing away. Blessings to y'all. Again, that is from Reverend Josh in New Zealand. And how timely that he asks this uh, as we kick off our series on, a little mini series on kind of discovering and expanding your palate, right? I mean, that's that, that's what yeah. we're talking about now. I mean, he uh, is is going along or, you know, mentioning these, uh, uh, the the taste of both the, the tobacco that's actually being consumed by the fire, but also the heat and the smoke that's drawing through the, the rest of the tobacco. Tobacco that you haven't even gotten to yet and how that's affecting the the taste that you're experiencing and then the overall flavor uh, and and all that's to say uh, you know not even mentioning the, uh, the 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 room note of the tobacco and how that's how that's involved and so and so the answer to your question uh, you know is is yeah I mean it, it uh, this is true for both cigars and and pipes what's happening at the very beginning uh, of of the tobacco of the of the bowl as you're as you're smoking this um, obviously you're tasting the, the burning of those leaves, but you're also pulling out moisture and oils from the leaves that are underneath it, and it's going through the whole uh, the whole process into your mouth. Now, now what, what's fascinating is as that happens, right? So, so not only are you tasting the burning leaves, but you're also tasting up heated steam from leaves that are beneath them. And again, I, I did, I did not, you know, I'm not a fluid dynamics professor. I, I don't know anything about physics other than just to be dangerous. And I did not stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. So don't <laughs> <laughs> go ask the, the the next Albert Einstein out there, and he, maybe he can explain to you why this happens but but yeah that that is the case is you're you're tasting what's happening there at the top of the bowl you're tasting how that's affecting uh the things at the rest in the in the rest of the bowl uh but but what also happens is when you when when the fire gets down to that lower part of the bowl the rest of the bowl you need to be aware that that has that tobacco that you've finally gotten to has been changed by that point hmm does that make sense? You have pulled the smoke from that top layer of ash down through the bowl. And so the, the tobacco at the bottom of the bowl is going to taste different from the tobacco that was at the top of the right. bowl. Right. Yes. Because yes, it yes. fundamentally has changed. It has changed. It's been like it. We, we, you may have heard me before talk about like a, you know, the tobacco kind of baking in a little oven. You know, it's like you, you've, uh, you've roasted it down there or boiled it, you know, and it's kind of baked and it's done its little thing. And so now it's a, it's a fundamentally different thing, even though it's the same blend. And so, um, so there's, there's a lot going on there and it's all part of the experience. And, and that's why a lot of tobaccos will really change flavor, uh, as you smoke them. And so, um, yeah, man, just, uh, Reverend Josh, we're, we're glad you wrote in and, um, man, consider your mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Great. And again, that was what? what? Which he's probably <laughs> saying right now. I'm just assuming that's. I just that's want to hear case. that in a New Zealand accent, right? <laughs> oh, oh, don't, don't tempt me. Not from me, you. Not, no, 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 oh, not, not from you. For... <laughs> not, not, not from you. Definitely not from you. <laughs> All right, Reverend Josh. Quick, thank quick, you so much. Move on much. to quick fire questions before we, uh, before you. <laughs> that's jump right. Over but, the edge. but of course, we do want to let folks know if you've got a pipe question of the week, uh, send it that show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that is show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick Quick fire with with the squire. Quick fire with Joe! All right, man. I I actually, I don't even think I know what a New Zealand accent sounds like. But you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'll work on it. (laughs) I'll work on it. Oh, please don't. Okay, as you know, people know, this year we have been doing March Madness well past March. Is it ever going to end? Because I'm really ready for it to end. Man, it is going to end next week because we are in our final bracket. And this is the one. Okay, look, I know I was like, oh, you know, every single bracket has a thing. Like, you know, (laughs) friends become enemies, enemies become friends, uh, and the world will never be changed. I got a lot of hate mail when I picked Perique, okay? Particularly over, like... (laughs) did i got some very ugly messages about this and i, yeah. I just i i, I need well the, I, hopefully I need you're learning be, your lesson i need this to be over <laughs> <laughs> it, it we're, we're so close okay. we're so close man right, this okay. is this but you know nothing this this next one you know what think of this last one <laughs> as 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 phoning it in okay Not, nothing to worry about this is easy stuff all right take a deep <laughs> breath all right let's go all right all right the topic this week the bl- is tobacco blenders bracket. So these are your colleagues, the members of your fraternity that are out there uh, making pipe tobacco, and you are now going to pit them against. Or well, we are now going to pit them against each other, and you are going to have to select uh, which ones progress in the uh, final Country Squire Radio March Madness, July Madness that we have right now. You ready for this? I, I want to make sure you can hear this. Did you just start drinking? That was me opening a bottle of Old Elk. (laughs) (laughs) And this is me taking a pull. Oh, man. This is going to be good. This is going to be good. Okay. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. All right. Here we go. Uh, First up, Craig Tarler versus Mike McNeil. I got I got to I got to go with I got to go with with Mike. I got to go with Mike. Uh, Craig, obviously, uh, very um, storied uh, blender, tons of experience, um, you know, with what what he's done. Um, but I, I have to go with Mike. Uh, you know, I, I'd, we've mentioned before, even, you know, in our uh, McClelland uh, dig, you know, where we kind of, uh, you know, discuss the legacy of their company and their history and all that stuff. Just I think Mike McNeil is one of the best blenders that ever lived. I have to I have to go with Mike. OK. All right. Fair enough. There you go. All right. So that's the Mike. Mike progresses on. Uh, next up, Alfred Dunhill versus Harold Hardberg. That's the uh, founder of Mac Baron, by the way. Yeah, Harold uh, Halberg, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do I get another drink? At least? Yeah. yeah no, but I, you need to drink as much as you need to. We, I'm going to yeah, go we, with. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with Halberg here. Obviously, you know the pipe uh, community, both tobacco and pipe, would not be what it is today without Alfred Dunhill. I think of Dunhill, though, as more of a business person who 
mm-hmm. you know, helped mm-hmm. kind of envision the business, the the economy of pipes and the forward thinking of, of the pipe community and all that kind of stuff. I think of Harold Halberg as a tobacco blender. And, okay. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go with him. I, I'm, I'm going to go with him. Yep. Okay. There you go. All right. There we go. Yeah. Halberg going forward. That's fine. All right. Next up. You ready? Yeah. Jeremy Reeves versus GL Peace. <sighs> Should we just tell people to like turn off? Like if you're if you're in the industry, just to stop listening for a minute. You know, give John David a little room near to work. This is not easy. Also, Nathan, you're dead to us for yeah. coming up with this. <laughs> <laughs> These are great questions, man. They're really great questions. Obviously, I have a ton of respect for for both of these uh, men and both friends of the show. I think I got to go with Greg Peace. <laughs> All right. I think I do. I, I think I think um, I think we probably sell more of uh, Jeremy's tobaccos. I think uh, I think Jeremy and everything that he's done at Cornell and Deal, he is a just a outstanding blender um, and someone that uh, that does uh, so much for the pipe world. And um, man, is just light years ahead of where out where uh, of where ever I will ever be. Uh, but, um, man, I think we're just with my own sensibilities, um, on, on pipe tobacco, I'll, I'll probably have to go with Greg peace. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. You've said before that, <laughs> that, uh, that Greg is somebody you want to be when you grow up. When so. I grow up, he, yeah. he's one of those guys I, I have uh, mentioned before someday, maybe I'll be able to, uh, you know, to, to fit in a smaller version of his shoe. So <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. And then finally, just to put you out of your misery, we're on the All last right. one here. All right. Good. Uh, uh, Joe Lankford versus Russ Ouellette. I'm going to go with Joe here. Uh, I, I tons of respect for Russ, uh, as well, but, uh, I mean, the, the, the tobaccos that, uh, that Joe has come out with in, at the Seattle pipe club and, uh, man, uh, obviously are just yeah, uh, fantastic legendary. Uh, he is uh, so very gifted. And of course that, that is a blue ribbon club that has, uh, just such a pedigree and, um, and so, I'll, uh, it, again, all these are very, very close, very close. And, uh, man, have a lot of respect for all these, uh, all these blenders. And I'm, I feel in no way able or worthy of picking between them, but for my own sensibilities, I'll have to go with Joe Langford. <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. All right. Well, see, now we're, we're close. We just went one more, the final four for next, uh, next week. And then it's over. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You'll, you'll okay. sleep easy. That's going to yeah. be great. Yeah, I'm going to sleep easy. All right. <laughs> Let me take another pull of this old elk. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, that's quick fire questions. Hey, if you've got quick fire questions for us, be sure to send those into the show. That's show at countrysquireradio.com. And yeah, we'll need we'll need the more traditional ones coming up. Please don't ever do this to us again. This has been so much fun, but like, <laughs> I think we need a break from for it. someone. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Like, I think that uh, man, what what a great start to the discussion on yeah. um, you know, or, or kind of the the lesson. The the, the professor has been in, ladies and gentlemen, uh, educating us. Did you actually? Remind me, do you have a doctorate of pipes? I no, no, I no. Do you not. don't. No, you I, don't. I do okay. not. I, I, I was uh, awarded the master of pipes. Master year, of but, pipes. That's not right. a not a doctorate. No. Not a doctorate. Not, a, not <laughs> Brian Levine has a doctorate of pipes. He right? does. He does. He is, and he uh, has blended. Uh, what was the name of the the tobacco that he blended? Uh, I. I, I it, yeah. oh, no, I was just curious. I no, no, it's fine. It's fine. I, was, I, 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 I played I was just the curious. fifth because. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I was, I was, that was a little, little dig to somebody we, we greatly respect. <laughs> no, <it's perfect. laughs> all right. All right. So the master of pipes has been in ladies and gentlemen, educating us in, uh, in, in regards to, uh, expanding our palate and we'll continue to do so next week. So be sure to stay tuned as we uh, continue on with this series. Uh, in the meantime, you can of course keep up with us send us your thoughts to the show show at country radio.com. It's the place to do it. You can also follow John David on Twitter at John David Cole. The shop is at underscore country square or the shot. Uh, the show is at squire radio, but all that information and more can be found at country radio.com. Yeah. Good, good little series we got going That's on. Here. Fun. Yeah. It's great. Uh, you know, just uh, diving into, um, you know, why we experience the tobaccos we enjoy the way we do, why we, why we don't like the ones that we don't. And uh, man, I look forward to unpacking it with you guys. It'll be fun. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm already. I want to get a text message from Brian as soon as this episode goes yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, he, he will. I yeah. don't know. So, uh. <laughs> it's great. I love I'm you, sure Brian. To, to Brian actually has probably blended a lot of tobacco in his. Life. I know he, he really. Has. He probably really has, but um, <laughs> yeah, you, you just had to get your little dig in. No, I know. Great. Just I be know. prepared felt... to suffer the consequences, my friend. <laughs> you know, you know, he texts me. He texts me uh, uh, how to sp- say things phonetically <laughs> to try to educate me. <laughs> how to speak so that's that's, that's my uh, <laughs> phonics with Brian yeah. exactly <laughs> alright y'all that's gonna do it man let's go have a day see you brother As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.